Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ian Balagay is on the go once again, and uh, he is very kind because he has agreed to join us amidst his travels. Guillaume, you're at an airport, and you're wearing a hoodie. It's like casual Guillaume. Right? I don't think I've ever seen this. This is awesome. I like this version. Inspired by Alexis, quite clearly. <laughs> <laughs> this is Guillermo. Guillermo. <laughs> okay, where are you off to? I'm going to Barcelona. Uh, I've got to La Liga TV stuff to do there. I'm meeting important people that's relevant to what we're about to talk to. Uh, some of my sources related to Xavi Hernandez. Need to get close to what's going on there and what's going to happen next with Barcelona. Okay, so this is uh, a perfect a perfect segue into into this conversation because um, I know that you've you've been speaking about the the Xavi situation with Barcelona um, on some of our other shows, but we have not had the chance to speak with you on on Morning Footy. So, just want to get your uh, initial reaction to to his announcement over the weekend that he will step down at the end of the season. What what did you make of it? Remember that story I told you uh, in the Christmas dinner in which the coaches were sat in front of the directors and the coaches said, these are the guys that are going to kill us. I think you could sense from there that things weren't right and they haven't been for a long while. Uh, the context of it, of course, is that Xavi wins the league, but some of his allies, Jordi Cruz, director of football, Matteo Aleman, CEO, disappeared and they're replaced by friends of the chairman. He felt a little bit isolated. But I think he's given us more clues in every press conference he gives Xavi of why he's left. And it's a bunch of things. He's saying that he's not valued properly uh, by the entourage, by the media, perhaps even by the directors. Generally, he feels that the job that they're doing has not been appreciated uh, by Barcelona. First of all, why are you looking for somebody outside your world or even your head to approve what you're doing. If you're happy with it, you sh that should be fine. But um, what he also was trying to say is that the pressure that Barcelona uh, managers have gone through is far too much. 
for somebody that's won so much as a player. And now he's got in his CV, Barcelona, winning the uh, the league and the Super Cup. That means that, uh, in a way, job done. He's not desperate to have 50 years in, 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 in managerial life. In fact, I doubt he actually will get another job now. He may not want to. Hmm. So he doesn't have that hunger to challenge the world, to, to convince the world that, that he's good. And what he sees is people around him, his brother, assistant, his friends, assistants as well, his wife, a little bit tired like he is of all that you have to carry as a manager of Barcelona. So the pressure of being a Barcelona manager is something that has been discussed a lot. And it's interesting in an era in which the likes of Klopp also talks about that uh, as a reason to leave Liverpool. Mental health, this is what we're discussing here. So there is all that. There is the lack of empathy within the club. And a third thing that I say, and I promise you I will discuss this with him as well, because he likes to hear from others from the outside where they think of what he does. Was he good enough? For a team that actually, yes, won the league, you have to say, there must be, or he must have been good enough. But it's also the medium term that what defines what a good coach is. And I think the team was getting worse, the players were getting worse, and no sign of improvement. And yes, the club was taking value of the squad because of financial reasons. But by now, you should, you should see a Barcelona that, that should be the Chavis Barcelona, and we're not seeing that. Guillermo, I was listening to Xavi's press conference yesterday, and I was trying to make sense out of a lot of things that he was saying. For example, you mentioned that he said yesterday he didn't feel valued, but I, I don't know what's a better form of, of value when you get a contract extension, right? You win the league, the, the, the president values your work, Laporta gave him a, re-signed him to a new contract this season. Um, and then uh, in the first moment of adversity, he starts talking about this pressure that Barcelona managers feel as if he didn't know the nature of the job, as if he wasn't a culé his entire life and an, an, an idol. And then his, his, the standard that he set himself was play better. I want the team to play better. And the team has regressed. Clearly, he hasn't won him. The, the most important games he, he hasn't won. Mind you, he's still alive in, in Champions League, but it, it just feels like he's been pushed to a point of no return so quickly that maybe you start asking yourself if he was cut out for, his, for this job in the long term. It's a bunch of things there. Um, if I give you a contract, Nico, and I stop asking you to come into the show in the morning, and I don't ask you to go away as you've been doing, uh, you start feeling that you know that I don't love you. And, uh, and I think the contract, in a way, was a way, a, a force way by the club to actually say, right, if you, you are doing well, you won the league, it seems like things are going well, we need to recompense that. Uh, considering, especially that the contract, the first contract, he wasn't paid that well. But it is true that, uh, that he... Um, as I said earlier, he doesn't want to deal with the things that Pep Guardiola, Klopp, Arteta, all these people want to deal with. And that is living on the edge. That is being obsessively focused on his, on his work. Uh, that is giving priority to that instead of his family. If you look at to his Instagram, it's full of pictures that I've never seen of a, of a manager going, quite often with his family in, in days out or evenings out or, or with his kids just enjoying themselves. He's saying that's what I appreciate. He doesn't need 
the, the other stuff that goes with being a top manager in the elite. So yes, at some point, uh, two things were going to happen. One, because he wasn't so obsessive about the details, about correction, about intensity, the team will drop and they've, they've fallen now. And secondly, at some point we'll say, you know what, I don't need any of this. So he already says that uh, he'll be available if Barcelona want him in the future. He's trying to say, you know, I've got an experience, a CV, and now uh, I've, 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 I've been at the club at different levels. I can bring that back into the club when it's needed. But he doesn't need us to comment every single day on what we think of him. doesn't need any of that. Guillem, uh, two quick questions. One, uh, what time is your meeting with Rafa Marquez? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Rafa Marquez, actually, but uh, it's somebody that gave me a clue what was going to happen next. It's always interesting to hear because I don't think that they decided yet. But yes, Rafa Marquez is certainly in the list amongst others. Like, you know, in a dream list, they'll have Xavi Alonso, Roberto De Zerbi, Garcia Pimienta, uh, you know, Xavi Alonso. Did I say that already? Yeah. <laughs> just basically. I can read between the lines. Just basically big, big names. But, uh, but Rafa Marquez is, uh, for many, the favorite because he's close to Deco, close to the agent that deals with players at Barcelona now, or with some of the players, close to the agent that's close to the, that, 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 that's the, close to the, cha the chairman. George Mendes I'm talking about here. Yeah. But Thiago Mota is another one in the list, so we'll see. Um, well, listen, the last time Barcelona hired a player that last played in Mexico and coached the Barca B team, I think they did pretty well. Um, so best of luck if they go with Rafa Marquez. But my, my real question is, with how much of a financial struggle Barcelona is in and how essential it is for them financially to get as far as possible in Champions League, do you honestly think Xavi will last the rest of the season? Do you know why you will probably surely last the end of the season for financial reasons because they cannot pay for another manager mm. because actually does it make sense if you've got these doubts about yourself about the entourage uh you know about about how the club is dealing with you that you want to go uh, i think chavi is very very aware uh, very aware that uh, he cannot go but also uh, when Laporta asked him to stay, he said no. So he's, he's got a very clear idea that he wants to leave. Uh, he's decided now because uh, I think he wanted the noise to disappear a little bit, the noise about his future that was in, uh, present in every press conference. Uh, having failed uh, in the Supercop, in the Cup, in the league, I mean, how are they going to win this league? And he himself put it under, himself under pressure and said, we have to get a title. Uh, well, now the conclusion is clear. He thinks they cannot get a title. Uh, even though, of course, as you said, the Champions League is absolutely essential for the future of the club, the immediate future of the club. That means raise enough money to bring players and make a little bit of a movement in the, uh, in the market. So that is, yes, why they need to go into the next round of the Champions League. And Xabi hopes that uh, with taking all that noise away, everybody can focus on the job at hand and then at least get through to the next round, get knocked out Napoli and uh, get to the quarters. Before getting to Napoli, Barcelona have a match today, and a big one. You have to respond when things don't go your way. A lot of press pressure on Xavi Hernandez, lost three out of the last five. What sort of reaction are you expecting from this Barcelona side today? Do they rally around their manager, or is it going to be a lot worse? The, the, the side is divided. Uh, not everybody is, com is convinced that uh, Xavi has got the level required to be the manager of Barcelona. But yes, one of the things that seems to have happened is that they all gone and said, all right, let, let, let's, let's work hard to get this sorted for, for this season anyway. Lewandowski, who's 
one of the players that has been accused of not being at his level, but also doubting Xavi. Uh, organized a meal this week in his house. Everybody went in and, uh, and yes, they, they, they kind of decided that they will work as hard as they can to go as far as they can this, this season. But Osasuna is a difficult team. They already played them twice. One in, in the Super Cup not so long ago, beginning, beginning of January. It was very, very hard for Barcelona to, uh, to actually qualify for the final. That was the semi-final of the Super Cup. But the two games have been victories to, uh, to Barcelona. Right now, though, uh, you cannot say Barcelona playing well or bad because not sure what they're playing. They depend a lot on the individuals. And if the individuals perform, well then, all right, it may not be the way Barcelona should win the games in the way that they would like to win the games. But in any case, it may allow them to win the games. If individuals don't perform, Osasuna have got a chance to do some damage here, taking advantage of the lack of confidence of some of the players. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the, yeah. the response that the... The supporters give him as well because we saw what happened at Liverpool's first match after Klopp announced uh, it could be a very very different scene I would imagine. Uh, Guillaume thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Safe travels to you and take very extensive notes because I'm sure we're going to check back in with you soon. We want to find out everything that you find out on this trip.